Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. On our last broadcast, we met Bettina Krauss, the new editor of Liberty Magazine, and she told us a little bit about her career to date and the direction she's hoping to guide the magazine. Bettina joins us again today via Skype. This program is sponsored by Liberty Magazine. Bettina, I'd like to know the answer to these two questions. What do you see are the major issues facing the magazine in particular and society in general when it comes to religious liberty today? And what are the barriers you see and perhaps some of the bridges you hope to build across those barriers moving forward? Tell us what you have in mind. Thanks, Charles. It's a delight to be with you today. Someone said to me the other day, are you really sure you want this job editing (laughs) Liberty Magazine? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because really... There has never been, I think, a more challenging time to edit a magazine that is focused on religious freedom. You know, there's a couple of areas that I see challenges stretching on into the future. And one of those is the devaluation of religious freedom as a concept. And I'm sure you know what I mean when I mention that, because if you read headlines, if you listen to news, you will hear religious freedom being called a cover for discrimination. It's being accused of being weaponized to harm others. And much of this, of course, revolves around a clash of civil rights, especially with the LGBTQ community, a narrative that is gaining in power that there has to be a zero-sum resolution. One side needs to win and one side needs to lose. And I see this as incredibly harmful for the whole religious liberty project writ large around the world, because if there is no respect for this fundamental human right, something that is a basic building block of a democratic society, then we are really digging out the foundations underneath ourselves. So this is one area where I hope that Liberty will continue to make a contribution in healing this perception of religious freedom as somehow a partisan or political tool. So that's one area, and that's very much a domestic area. But there is another facet of religious freedom, which sometimes in the hustle and bustle of our domestic debates, we sometimes forget. And that is the dire situation of religious freedom around the world. For the past five, six years, really, this has been one of my main areas of focus. And, you know, I used to meet each week with the ambassador at large for religious freedom, who under Donald Trump was Sam Brownback, and with a group of other religious freedom advocates. And we would simply exchange information about what was happening in various regions where our organizations worked. And, you know, it was a it was a veritable roll call of suffering. Mm. In China, you have millions of Uyghur Muslims who are being singled out and who are being retrained in quotation marks yes. in detention camps. 
you have Boko Haram in northern Nigeria. This is just one of many religiously motivated militant groups which operate in various regions. And Boko Haram has literally killed more than 20,000 Christians and others over the past few years. I mean, we, we rarely hear about this, but the scale of this sort of devastation is astounding. You know, you think of the Rohingya Muslims in Myanmar. They're homeless. They're stateless. They're being crowded into substandard camps and being pushed over the border into Bangladesh by the Buddhist majority in Myanmar. I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg. And I think you know, in some ways, it, it acts as a palliative to the toxicity of the debate about religious freedom here in the US, because no matter how inflamed our rhetoric gets, it's good to remember that we have far more protected freedom than the majority of the world. Mm-hmm. And the suffering is so much greater in, in other parts. So, so that's another area that I really do think we need to focus on more. There is there's, there's so many areas, Charles, that that we could focus on, but I just wanted to mention one, and that is the issue of technology and religious freedom. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we are in a moment, I guess, of revolution, of transformation of, of communication media. And I think we need to take note of how this is opening up a new frontier in the fight for religious freedom, both overseas and here in the US. I was talking, I did an interview actually recently with Ambassador Brownback, who's a former ambassador at large for religious freedom. And he said one thing that keeps him up at night is the technology that China has developed, the facial recognition capacity, the AI, the various technological systems and control of the internet that they've developed to control their population. They can facially recognize a member of the Uyghurs Mm. and deal with them. Mm. They're also in the process of digitizing currency in China, which sounds like an efficient thing to do, except when it's in the hands of an authoritarian government, Mm. which means if they don't like you, if they don't like your religion, your ethnicity, your cultural background, it's simply, as Ambassador Brownback said to me, it's simply the press of a button, the flipping of a switch, and you're cut off from access to money. And the thing is, China is also exporting this technology. I mean, they've developed close relationships with countries such as Pakistan, many countries in Africa, and mentioning Pakistan, you know, it's no surprise that Pakistan now has an internet firewall in place. It's government controlled and regulating the flow of information in that country, much in the way that China does. This whole area of technology, we need to take a long, hard look at it because some of the old categories and and ways of thinking about religious freedom need to be updated in light of the capacity that technology gives oppressors. And even domestically, you know, we we have the whole debate about free speech on private forums Mm -hmm. such as Facebook and Twitter. They're regulated as private platforms, but they have in reality taken on a very public function. And the old categories of of free speech and how we regulate that don't really apply anymore. How are we going to deal with that going forward in a way that secures the 
freedom of people to express opinions, religious opinions maybe, that go against the majority thinking. So, you know, we have an interesting time ahead, to say the least. You know, as I listen to you here, I'm sure there are listeners joining me and just sitting back in the chair going, wow, it is really bad out there. But Tina Krause, what can we do? What can we, sitting in our pew at church, walking down the sidewalk, shopping at our grocery store, sending our kids off to school, what can we do in the face of such overwhelming obstacles to the very freedoms that make our lives worth living? You know, it seems overwhelming, doesn't it? Yes. I mean, it seems that there really is nothing that an individual can do in the face of such power that's being wielded in places out of our control. Yes. But, you know, I've always felt that individuals can play an incredible role in creating a culture mm-hmm. and a culture of religious freedom. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean not having to, you know, become vocal advocates, go around the country doing public speaking about issues of religious freedom, but creating a culture of religious freedom in the sense of treating our fellow citizens, treating people who we disagree with, treating people who we have fundamental problems with as our fellow human beings who are worthy, just as we are, who are worthy of respect, we can play an incredible role, I believe, in creating communities that model what religious freedom looks like in practice. Because for me, religious freedom is not a theory. It's not a legal concept. Religious freedom is a lifestyle. Religious freedom is the way that we interact with individuals at a country level, at a national level, it's the way nations interact with other nations. Mm-hmm. It is something that is practiced, not just talked about. And I think individuals can play a crucial role in modeling that. Sounds like you're saying if we want to make a change and we're looking for someone to do that, we're supposed to look in the mirror. Would that be the message you're giving us? <laughs> yep, that would be an excellent place to start. Well, I, I like the fact that Liberty Magazine has that type of sensitivity that you not only want to share what's going on, you're going to, in the pages of Liberty Magazine every month, you're going to say, look, here is what you can do. Here's how you can be part of the team. Am I right in saying that? Absolutely. Mm. We are all influencers. So, you know, they talk about social media influencers. But we are all influencers in our own way. We have our own networks at our workplaces, where we study, where we live, we can make a difference within those networks. In the way we talk, in the way we express ourselves, in the way we describe someone or a a different culture, it starts there, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know, (laughs) I often do a talk about dehumanization and about how the, the impulse toward persecution and discrimination seems to be a human 
impulse that yeah. crosses lines yeah. of um, nationality, of religion, of it, because it's present everywhere. Yeah. And if we attempted to think that we are immune from this idea of dehumanizing others, of treating people as not quite on par as ourselves, then we should check our social media feeds. We should check our echo chambers and we should see what messages we are imbibing on a regular basis about other people and about how we relate to and speak about other people. Mm. Bettina Krauss, the new editor of Liberty Magazine, has shared today her vision for the future and how we can play a part. The magazine can play a part and we can play a part as well. Bettina, thank you so much for your words of guidance this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you. Listener, we have a website, libertymagazine.org. Lots of resources there to help you on your journey of understanding. Check it out, libertymagazine.org. This program was sponsored by Liberty Magazine. Until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Bettina Krauss inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call 443-391-7258 or email us through our website at libertymagazine.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today. <laughs>